looking. You're fucking me up, Chris. What are you doing? I'm I lost sorry, my Dave. list, dude. What? You're just <laughs> looking at pictures Keep of yourself going. and You're smiling. You're looking at pictures of yourself. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I need to apologize for getting a little too drunk last weekend or last episode, but uh, here's to getting too drunk on this one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what well, is Sunday evening? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, all right. How are your weekends? Pretty Busy. good. Yeah. I uh, relaxed the entire time, didn't lift a finger. Sam was off my case. I just played video games all weekend and it was awesome. Just relaxed. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to think that's how all weekends used to be? I know. Every, yeah, absolutely. Once upon a time, in the before time. In the before time. In the before time. Yeah. Before being an adult, things just start randomly hurting. Why were you busy, Bobby? You doing side projects? Um, Projects for my class. Oh. Yeah. So I did, I, I did mine and I also helped somebody else with, with theirs. So yeah, it was pretty busy. And downtown's crazy right now because of uh, the Padre game. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting in and out and stuff, I bet. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. But, um, yeah, it's all right. It was still pretty good. Let's good go, Padres. Oh, when's the last time we've been in the second round of the playoffs? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Days is not going to be joining us today. Uh, she's in San Francisco, and she's not going to make it back in time. But uh, that's She's having right. a great time, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get right into it. On the radar, games that have come to our attention. Uh, Christian's got pictures of the Padres up here. And by the way, I do like that they're going back to the original mud brown and puke yellow colors. It's good. Hell yeah. It's the classic. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, it's a terrible color combo, but... It works. I think it works. Yeah. What is a Padre? It's a a father. A father. A father. A father in the biblical sense. Like a, yeah, uh, like a, like a the, priest. And that's why the friar the is the mascot. The, the friar. Although we had in some San weird Diego. mascots. We had a chicken for a while. Then we had this thing called blooper. Yeah. I remember when they were trying to name him in Shotgun Tom Kelly. Hey, this is some real inside San Diego stuff. It was a radio personality called Shotgun Tom Kelly. And uh, they were having a contest for somebody to name that thing. And we named it blooper. Uh, yeah, there's the chicken. Shotgun um, Tom Kelly. There he is. Yeah. The reason is because we have a lot of missions here in San Diego. Like half the half the roads here are mission this, mission that. Mm-hmm. And it's a you know, because a lot of the you know, there's a missionaries here and they had friars and there we go, padres. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> All right, little little San Diego history. Chicken. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that the Chargers had something to do with credit card companies. But I don't know. What? I have no idea. Yeah. That that's why they're called the <laughs> that Chargers. That seems weird. It does seem weird. Yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about some video games on the radar. So I noticed a game that popped up this week called Triangle Strategy. I looked at it and I thought, that looks a lot like Octopath Traveler. And after some investigation, it is not really the sequel, but the next game by that developer. Oh, okay. Uh, so same developer as Octopath Traveler, but this one is an RPG with... Um, Team Fight Tactics. Oh, nice. Which I like. I started up Octopath Traveler and I got about an hour and a half in and I was, and I, it was not for me. 
I didn't that, really enjoy it. It's a JRPG kind of, right? Yeah, and I, I don't do a lot of JRPGs, although Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo was one of my all-time favorite games. So many hours dumped into that game. But this is kind of interesting to me because it's Octopath Traveler, those great graphics, um, that Final Fantasy three look, but more focused on the mechanics. It's got the stories too, but based on the description, it focuses a lot more on... Um, the fight mechanics and your team composition and building synergies between different characters. Uh, it looks like some interesting stuff there. So I don't know. I might check this one out. But again, just like Octopath Traveler, it's coming out at a very high price, $60, which mm-hmm. you're, you're probably Octopath Traveler was what, 80 hours? Yeah, you're going to get your money's worth with yeah. it. Wow. Any Square Damn. Enix game is, you know, jam packed with stuff. Um, funny enough, my first tactic games tactics game ever was from square enix um i believe it was called final final fantasy tactics and mm-hmm. it was on the super nintendo and that it was on the super nintendo i believe so i might be way off here or no final fantasy tactics that was on the first place sorry playstation yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. and okay. um but yeah that was my introduction to uh to tactics games and I remember you know specifically uh you can see the tiles that you could attack from very mm-hmm very common now but like um you would put your archer higher up and then the uh tiles would expand because you have more range and i was like blow i was like this is so awesome uh you know that <laughs> yeah and, and to this day i think it's my favorite type of combat in any video game is well type. i remember when that game came out and my neighbor um dr mario tetris world champ 2019 <laughs> <laughs> uh packy yeah he he loved final fantasy and um he played all those games i remember him telling me like team fight tactics or final fantasy tactics was really hard mm-hmm. so i didn't touch that one and then my first introduction ever to um that like turn-based strategy type tactics game i think Can it was I Valk- oh uh, shit they already said it were you gonna guess that no i was gonna say advanced wars no, dude, I love Advance Wars. I don't even know what that game is. No, I, I was going to say Valkyrie Chronicles, but um, yeah, I think that was right after that one. Okay, Advanced War. Can we pull that up? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's a PlayStation. Yeah, game they kind of well. delayed it <laughs> a little bit because of current world events. The the remake. The remake. Yeah, yeah, they're remaking. And for people who don't know, it's like a country getting invaded by Ru- like a country that represents Russia in the game. Oh wow! And. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, this is like deleted. This is nothing like what I imagined. It's That's the early. remake right there. So, is, the was this a Nintendo two, game, Nick? This is a Game Boy game. It was a Game Boy game. Yeah, this. Looks well, there's scary. like there's like five of them. I think I like, played. They, they got re released on different platforms. Yeah, and stuff, but it was a Game Boy game. Hmm. Uh, that the one where you see the the tanks facing each other on the split screen. That's the one that I played. Or so it, that's that's how it looked. So all the all the games have that. That is the uh, so that's the I combat. believe the one that's on on Super Nintendo. Um, but that is what is known as a combat screen. So there's like a movement phase, and then there's the attack phase, and then you can see like what effects your characters have, um, like visually, like which was really cool, and which was also nice is that you could even turn it off back then. Hmm. And uh, you had like APCs, you had anti air guns, and like artillery and infantry. And that was like the whole like uh, like drive behind it was that you had all these different uh, not only units but each of unit had different abilities and stuff. So this is a great game. I love it. I'm actually really really waiting for the uh, the remake, the re- reboot. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so. It was my introduction to tactics, you know, um, stats on every unit and all that stuff. I was like blown away. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, I remember that each, each, uh, like country or, or I don't know what you want to call it, but like had their own thing as well. Like the version of America had like the base, the best air force and like the version of Russia had like the best infantry or like they were cheaper or something like there was always a thing. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. As long as balancing works it and you can make it, it's almost like a better game when things are asymmetrical. I feel like as long as it's balanced, dude, you can you imagine, okay. Like putting this shit out, right. And like, there's no patching. There's nothing. There's nothing like you. We have to make a second one to whatever to fix whatever the fuck's yeah, yeah. critically wrong with this game. Yeah, but at the like same time, these games came out before the internet was really that prevalent, and people could go online and just look up like what the best strategy is. Like so yeah. many games now, you can just look up what the S tier characters are, or like what items you need to get for what class you're playing, and just uh, there's no mystery at all. Yeah, did I? Did I talk about tier rankings in Street Fighter the other day about like beginning characters yeah. and all that? Yeah, that was yeah, like how really like there's a difference, way difference between like skill levels and how effective characters yeah, can yeah, be yeah. between them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you got, Nick? Um, so because it's the spoopy time of year, I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about a spoopy game, and that's Outlast Trials. So I think Outlast has seen the um success of phasmophobia and um what's that game where it's four versus one it's a scary game you're in like usually in like a field and stuff you know what i'm um, talking about the, the yeah, one person plays them dead by daylight thank you yeah. um so this game is four players are played against one npc boss i believe from what the trailer shows there's six bosses so far um everybody has night vision goggles and like other other things that they can use and you're trying to crack the case of like the actual murder. Um, apparently, there's a bunch of different environments and stuff. But the twist is that you are sort of incentivized to kill your partners mm. or set them up to be killed. Mm. Um, because from my understanding and from what people from like the scene page says and stuff, there is a currency that you know you use, and it's more effective to um, to like kill your teammates so they don't get as much as currency as you do. You get their their share of the their currency. Share, so. If you take them out. But yeah. probably I would imagine you don't get anything if you don't complete the mission. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. And the other thing is that like um there there's obviously not too much talk about it. There's not too much gameplay about it. It even though it it's supposed to come out this year, which I hope it does. It's a gnarly looking game like as far as like gore and stuff and like concepts. I mean, Outlast has always been that way. Um, but this is like next level. Like one of them is like, you're sticking your hand through like the neck of a person whose head's been cut off to like retrieve a key. And that's like a constant thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting cause you're playing against an NPC boss, but you're also working together with other people and it's a survival game like that. I don't think it's going to be more than 30 bucks to be honest. But, uh, hopefully. Yeah, that's cool. So Atlas is taking the jump into multiplayer. Uh, I a- think this is only for this game. Like, right, I, right, right. Apparently, there's an overarching story. I like get, a, a, yeah, I get like the there's impression an that like it's 
It seems like it's probably easier when, you know, you work together up to a certain point and at a certain point you want to kill the other people once you think you're going to uh, to pass it or whatever. So there's probably like. going to be multiple points like that where it's like, hey, if I get, you know, if I kill someone right now, I can get through this huge obstacle right now. But like you said, probably towards the end is going to be the most part where people get betrayed and stuff. Yeah. But it looks interesting. Like it looks fun. I don't see. So it's still a run and hide game, but it's a co-op game. Exactly. I like, love yeah. that meme right there where it's the Pope holding up whatever's in the top left picture. <laughs> that <laughs> and so funny. it seems like, you, yeah, you you can sabotage other people. Yes. So you can put down like paint mines that make you easier to see by the killer and mm-hmm. things like that. Or they, they leave footprints and things like that. So cool. That's yeah, exciting. Interesting. Yeah, it is. And uh, Depending on how expensive it is, I'll probably buy like two copies for me and my, for me and my wife, and we'll play. I don't know if she's okay with like all this level of gore. We played plenty of gory games, but this is pretty bad. Yeah, Outlast is known for being on the higher end of the nastiness of the grossness. Speaking of yeah. which, is, is anybody um, planning on playing Scorn? Uh, no, have you seen the reviews about it? Well, I don't know. PC Gamer gave it an eighty, but a lot of the uh, reviews on Steam were complaining that it was way too short and just not very uh, it didn't stick to the original vision of the of the game well it's on game yeah. pass so oh, okay. that takes a lot of like if the problem uh, is it's too it. short that's perfect for game pass yeah i think the other thing was that they kind of really 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 stated that whatever decisions you made in the game was going to make a big difference on the ending you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not really close to the truth, what people are experiencing at all. I see. Um, they said the combat is terrible. Yeah. Mostly um, though, it's not really a combat game. No, it's more, it's more mostly like puzzles. Puzzle. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, Bobby, I have a, recommend, I got Yeah. If it's on, I think on game, it seems too spooky for me. But I want somebody else to play it. So yeah, if it's on Game Pass, I might check it out. Yeah, uh, there's Tentacles, the game. I got so one of the other games I'm going to talk about is on uh, Game Pass. You might want to check out too. Bobby, I have a recommendation for you. Um, on Disney Plus, there is a movie called "It's Only Werewolf One by Night." Yeah, did you watch it? Not yet. Oh, it's good, dude. dude. It's yeah, good. It's, it's their good. first rated R thing, like a uh, first in-house rated R. Uh, project and it's, it's not, really good. I it barely gets a rated R. I mean, there was a there was I guess a de- de- decapitation in there, but it, w- it wasn't hyper violent. But it's a Marvel no. thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but barely, barely. You wouldn't even know. Uh, basically, there's one character in there that's a Marvel character, maybe two. No, there all there are Marvel characters. That, so I watch. I'm always the fucking nerd that after we watch a Marvel show, no, you, like, hey, you want to watch the thing that goes over all the Easter eggs and details. Yeah. The only character who's not like a concrete character is the main character. Oh, okay. But well, you all know those, funny? Ca- all those, uh, as far as like doing research afterwards and stuff. So man thing is in it, right? No, not yes. really spoilers, but the man thing was a, uh, comic con, um, like, uh, exclusive, like three years ago, a little like figurine that thing went from going worth 50 bucks to like 850 overnight just because of that show. You never know what you're going to get sometimes crazy somebody yeah somebody sitting somewhere is like fuck yeah you know <laughs> i bought 80 of these man things but bobby remember when you said like it's very hard to make co- um make things look old mm-hmm. they, I mean, they fucking nailed it dude yeah it no, i've like seen a, the trailer it yeah looks, it looks like those old movies and it's like 54 minutes you know yeah 
It's like an hour long. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely going to check that one out. It's on my to-do list. All right, I guess that's yeah. all we got for um for on the radar. Yep. We oh, talk yeah. about I, I snuck a little oh. sneaky poo in here, down here. Okay. Oh, look at that. How cute. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> I just try to fit that in there, you know. So, uh, have you guys heard about this game, Manor Lords, or have I talked about it before? I, I might have, but it's like a, f- no. uh, a city builder for, with the, in uh, what do you call it? Whatever, like a medieval yeah. time, right? Yeah, medieval city builder, and there's yeah. uh, a ton of these, but this one stands out for two reasons: one, solo developer, and the game wow. looks fantastic, <laughs> and. Secondly, it's less, I mean, it has combat, you grow your, you grow your manor, uh, you know, typical city builder game, you start with people who do simple tasks, cutting down trees, mining, and you grow to like having nobles and, and traders and, and, and stuff like that and building castles. But the game just looks so good that yeah. it's more like a model train set, you know, mm-hmm. it's more like you're playing immersive medieval city builder and the mechanics are just like a fun layer on top. At least that's how I played the demo. Um, I think this is going to be probably the best medieval city builder ever released, just bar none when it's completely released. The demo was so good and so long and it just the demo slice that I I don't see how it can't be like a smashing success when it comes out. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out. I don't Awesome. Holy yeah. shit. As a as a Mountain Blade fan, this looks really yeah. good. Nick, oh, there's, Nick, ba- there's battles? Yes, yes there's, there's battles, yeah. There there's battles and it is kind of like Mountain Blade. I, I mean, obviously it's not first person, but in terms of like your units equip uh gear that is very specific to where you're from and you can customize oh, how it looks and you can customize the length of it, but it's more like a physics game. So like you have tall shields and you're going up against some round shield guys, right? That's going to impact how the, like, if uh, you have lots of arrows, then you're going to find it easier to penetrate their lines. Whereas if you get close and have hand-to-hand combat, their round shields, they're going to be able to be a little bit quicker or whatever. And you can customize the shield, the the weapon, the boots, the helmets, everything. It's it's pretty, it's fucking intense. I, Dude, I'm about to lose I, my life to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I appreciate it too? It's a very small thing, but generally in city builders, you're making like everything's perfectly square grids with roads that go. And this is like the houses are being put where they fit, like a nat- following the natural topography, which is yes. so much more realistic when when really? you're placing a building in this game you get like uh 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 the best way i can describe it is like a photoshop for grid and you can move each corner and and snap it so like your buildings aren't always the same size they're based on like plots of wherever they can fit but right. based on the size of that plot impacts their like uh building efficiency and these roads that you see some of them are, are player built but when i was playing I didn't build a road and my uh, units were going from uh, the forest to like this lumber yard that I built. And I just forgot to build a, a road between them where units go. will build a road. So if you have a lot of traffic in an area, uh, that, that'll naturally that build. Smart. Yeah. And then you can kind of build around. It just feels so organic when you're playing the game. It's really it's it's super fun. It's kind of the next level. I can't think of any other city builder that does it this way so immersively so Dude, you know you know what i think is i wouldn't say unique to this game but it seems like it does really well there's a big thing about city builders where it's like you either get really big or really really small and this is right in the middle 
mm. where it's like not only do you have you know the city building part and you have the village managing and like the resource gathering, but you also have like the battles. If you play like something like Mountain Blade Bannerlord, the city management, the kingdom management just becomes a whole game in itself and it just takes up so much fucking time compared to like you know, if you play Age of Empires, it's too simple because all you do is just gathering stuff. This seems like the perfect fucking middle ground. Yeah, a good a good mix of grand strategy and RTS and just fun city building. Uh, yeah, and he's been developing it for so long. He's really active on Twitter, which is where I first saw it. But, I mean, every post he does gets like 10,000 likes. Like, people are mad for this game, right? Because he's showing what he's doing as a single dev behind the scenes. And he's polling people a lot too. He's like, do we want plots? Do we want static buildings? How should we do road? How should we do fetching mechanics? Mm. Uh, and so it's, it's a game like, for the people by the people. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. at least it feels yeah. that way. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so and by yeah. the way, as a solo dev and he's doing all this, uh, is he doing all the meth? Uh, because <laughs> what, this is like a lifetime's worth of work, dude, for one guy. Yeah, of yeah. course he subcontracts things uh, when when uh, available. Like the artwork, I don't think he did, and the three D modeling, I don't think he did all of that. And he shares that. Uh, but yeah, game direction and all that, and marketing, it's it's all him, right? He, now. Has, he did pick he up a people, publisher. He has people come in and bathe him at the computer yeah. he just so he can keep working. <laughs> yeah. Squeezy my butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm making manor lords, and I'm not doing much else. Uh, yeah, he picked up a publisher, the, these hooded horse guys. They did this old world game that I really liked, which was like a new take on Civ that was more story-focused. Uh, and they do a lot of strategy titles, so good publisher. Dev looks good. I'm like, so, yeah, this is like day one purchase whenever it comes out. Um, hooded horse. Any word on that? Text, by the way. When that's going to happen? I don't know. No, it's still TBA. The demo was so smooth. Like, NextFest demos were so, uh, like, a wide array of hit or miss. But this one was like a game. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, done. This this feels done, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I tried to play a few of them um, this week, and three of them were locked. I could not get back into the demo. So, Ooh. some NextFest stuff is just, you know, for NextFest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it had a uh, buy. <laughs> like you can buy it bro if you want it but you can't play it for free so now that we're done with uh on the radar let's get to games that we did play and you have a large amount of them i got Netflix. a shit ton man so uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about lego brick tales i got a brother-in-law who's literally so obsessed with legos he sells the pieces individually interesting <laughs> wow yeah he has he has a business dude so th i have a story to tell about this so there's and, rare uh, pieces so yeah check this out so countries like Russia and like a couple of other countries in the world um, don't have the ability to get certain pieces because certain sets aren't released there due to like, you know, regional demand. Like, like a, like that, right? let's say like, like a Harry Potter one or something like that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But the other one is like Mexican shit. Right. Okay. And so for example, in the United States, we had like a Dia de los Muertos one. And one of the pieces was like a sombrero. Right. And so one day we go to the mall because we're visiting my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and we're like, hey, let's go to the mall and, you know, let's let's see a little bit of stuff. Uh, Nicholas, you want to go to the Warhammer store? And I'm like, hell yeah. So we went and I'm like, let's go to the Lego store. Let's see how it is here. And he's like, oh, they probably don't have what I want. He's really monotone and he only drinks Dr. Pepper. That's all you need to know about his personality. Um, <laughs> I uh, know exactly who that is. I mean, without knowing him, like, I, I'm like, yeah. I, 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 dude, this I, man I doesn't drink water. I've never seen him drink water in my life. <laughs> and I've hung out with him for like 
an extended week, weeks I, upon weeks of time. I knew a couple that had a Dr. Pepper machine installed in their house. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyways, back to the story. We get to the we get to the Lego store, and he's like, "I'm like, hey, do you think anybody needs these sombreros?" He's like, "No, they're not black." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "They have to be black. Like they have to be black sombreros. Everybody wants those, but uh, if they had them, I'd buy them." And so I'm like, "Okay, what's the turnaround on something like that?" Right? He's like, "Well, you probably buy like eighty of them for like twenty cents each, and then sell them for like three dollars each." And I'm mm. like, "Get the fuck out of here!" He's like, "Explain it to me that like because." For example, uh, let's say a country is really religious and they may not li- might not like Harry Potter, right? So, like versions of Harry Potter that doesn't ex- like the sets that don't have certain things in that country are extremely val- valuable. But the thing is, not the whole set; they want individual pieces. Yeah. Probably. And so he's those. Pe- Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so he he's like he sells individual pieces. He also sells sets. Don't get me wrong. But the main thing is the individual pieces. So but we'll go to a Lego store. He'll grab like 80 fucking bricks like of the same thing. I'm like, all right, man. Like, you know, when you go buy candy at a fucking at a movie theater, that's how he's buying Legos. I kind of want to change my whole life course just so I can say that I'm a Lego smuggler now. You know? Yeah. It's saying construction is so lame. I want to be like, yeah, I wanna, I'm an international he, Lego smell, uh, smuggler. That's funny. He doesn't. Right? He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it for a full time job. He does it for like you know, kind of like spending money, I guess you can say, or he just he has such a passion for Lego. Like in his house, when you walk near like the the dining area, there's this long like I want to say like fourteen foot counter, and it just has this Lego street that he's built. And the Lego street, I think, like in total, is well worth over like eight grand. Hmm. Like it, it's just all these little places that he's gotten, and all these little different like stores like there's a tailor store and he has like a version that has like this a sailor's uniform and all these different crazy like expensive cool things it's a trip i love hanging out with him um christian are you, how much was the black sombrero worth on this site uh between 67 canadian cents and nine dollars canadian so quite the quite the range on this that sombrero. is quite the range yeah for sure this sheep is 29 dollars. i'm i follow this guy on instagram who does uh lego lego sales by individual parts so i kind of know what what you're talking about and mm. some of the parts are redi- like for classic lego pieces that are in good condition uh, people They're are paying insane. Like, yeah like uh, I my grandma had uh, some astronaut Lego. I might go back and see what it's worth. But you mean the astronaut, astronaut dude, the one that was so, in the movie? That you're gonna you're a millionaire, dude. So there's there's an astronaut thing, but the 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 thing that people want. He explained this to me about this, right? So I was like, haha, There's like an astronaut in the Lego movie. He's like, you know, that's worth a lot of money. And I was like, well, how, why? Right? I want to know about it. Tell me why. And he's like. Well, if you have a version that doesn't have the vi- the bottom part of the visor broken, it's insanely rare because the way it fits, it just breaks naturally. Mm. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, they're just crazy expensive. And I was like, oh, cool. Good to know. I'll keep my eyes out. Um, yeah. Now I'm going to talk about this lame video game. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's not like real Legos. Uh, actually, this is exactly like real Legos. They, they took... Um, First of all, this I talked about this game about five weeks ago. It's like an adventure game, uh, which is like an isometric view. Uh, you know, typical fucking jump around, whip, whip around, back, bad guys, kill them, but whatever. But on top of that, um, 
when you run into a problem, you go into this uh, Lego building mode. And so if you need a bridge, you build a bridge. Or if you, um, uh, sometimes you'll see something and you'll have to make a, a replica of that. In, in this scene right here, uh, there's a monkey statue and you have to build an exact replica of that one. So you look at the one that exists, you take uh, the parts that are available and you replicate it. Uh, when you go into the building mode, it, it works great. I had no problems understanding it was, you know, it's, it's hard to think of like, pick this up and put it in this position, turn it in this, uh, way. You could have fucked that up very easily, but, uh, they did a good job of, um, not making it so easy that things just snap together, but not making it too hard where, you know, you're not being able to put it together just because of mechanics. So, that part was great. The graphics are tremendous. I mean, it looks like a little plastic world. It looks great. Um, it's got that snarky kind of like um, Lego movie comedy where it's just like joke, joke, joke. And uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to this. Um, probably, if I don't play it, I know Mila will, uh, but I kind of want to play it too. So that's good. You know, if, if it's good for me and it's good for her that's that's a good call speaking of which I, um uh, one more thing about w the werewolf movie sam liked it i liked it and mila liked it that is a hard thing to do you know that's a whole spectrum so, yeah that is quite the quite the range yeah, As yeah someone who's met all three of those human beings yeah yeah it's quite the range yeah so anyway uh can't wait for this one this is this looks awesome so, Bobby, what's the uh, what's the Halloween event for Killing Four Two like right now? Uh, I, I like how you just kind of adopted the host role here, Nick. It's <laughs> <laughs> my job. This is handle the segues. <laughs> now it's his job. <laughs> uh, Killing Four Two is having their Halloween event right now. So, a, a week or two ago, we we mentioned some game, and we were struggling to to find the right word to describe the setting and that's the same setting that this killing floor two event is in. It's like, um, it looks like plague punk. I, I, I want to say I the witch, uh, uh, the, not the witcher, um, the wicker man. If you've seen, Oh that, you know, like yeah. One. It's like, it has to do with witches and yield times and, uh, you know, plague doctor masks, um, very, mm -hmm. uh, like bloodborne ish. Um, and also, uh, dark, uh, uh, darkest dungeon like, is it gothic horror is the name of the the name of the the it, no, no it's not really it's like a like american gothic i i don't know but yeah i'm not sure the word to describe this but this is what the uh, the setting and the style of the event they call it blood and bonfires and it is uh got a new map and of course they dress up all the bad guys and they've got a few new guns now it's been a while it's been over a year since I played Killing Floor 2, so there's a lot of new stuff in general that that's new to me, um, but it's always good to get back into this game. I honestly didn't think I'd play it that much, but I every time I, I step into this game, I'm just right back in there and totally hooked. The new map's called Barmwich Town, and um, again, yeah, it's very... Uh, I, I, I wish I knew the name for that. It's almost... Um, uh, I don't know. I, I just want to say the wicker man. That's all I can think of. It uh, looks really good. Does, um, so is this event active on all the maps or just this like new shit? Uh, the event. Oh no, it's, 
it's active on whatever map that you play. But oh, okay, yeah, they they just have new cosmetics and a couple new guns and the the one new map. It, honestly, they haven't had like I felt like a really really good one until uh, since the Gary Busey Christmas one. I mean, that was just fantastic. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I'm still enjoying it. Particularly, I play the Medic a lot. And there's a new gun for the Medic. I don't think it's part of this event. I think it's just kind of new since I've been playing it. But it's called the Corruptor Carbine. And it really changes the way that you play the Medic. It's a bolt-action rifle. But its secondary fire is this poison that you shoot on the zombies, or they call them Zeds. And if they die within a few seconds of you shooting this dart, they explode into gas, which damages other Zeds and also heals you. So it's almost oh, wow. like your your grenade, your healing grenade. Um, but you can just tag these Zeds with it and uh, proc it in different areas. So it, uh, it, it, it really changes the way that, that you play the medic, and it's a lot of fun. I've been testing that out. But this game has come so far. I played this since beta in 2015, and there weren't that many guns. There weren't that many classes. There's just so much stuff now. And it's always a good time. Six-player co-op, always down to play. So if anyone out there is interested, let me know. Yeah, Leslie might have to pay with you, man. We were just playing a co-op game this week, and uh, it finally fucking happened. Darktide had a fucking beta, and I got invited, and so did Leslie. Nice, dude. I I could have sworn I signed up to. I clicked on the link that you posted. I signed up. I guess I didn't make the cut. Yeah, and you know, you're just not cool enough. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh man! If you're talking about a game that is a co-op game, and even if you're not a Warhammer fan, that you're really gonna like this game. Uh, Leslie hates when I talk about Warhammer. She actively just ignores me if I talk about it. Um, but she was like, "I like playing video games with my husband," so. Um, we played, we had a blast creating a character. Um, what lucky enough for Leslie is that the game didn't look like it was made out of potatoes, um, (laughs) when she booted up the game, but for me and my two other friends, um, it looked like mashed potatoes sculpted into characters. Um, Mm -hmm. we had to do some tweaking, but it ultimately it worked. Um, we played the first night of the beta, which was not that bad, um, in the sense of, there was one major interruption and they were like, okay, we're getting a lot of people that are getting into the game right now because it seems like people are getting off of work and shit. So we're going to essentially shut the servers down and reboot them. And like over a course of 20 minutes, like the, the matchmaking lobby opened up, then the party making lobby opened up and then the like actual game lobbies opened up and then everybody could actually play. Um, at least they explained it all, dude. You know, a lot of games just go dark for 20 minutes or f- an hour or two hours and you don't know what the fuck's going on. It sounds like yeah, they, what, they were, uh, they talked about it. So what's gnarly is that you actually had to go to their, their discord, which there's actually a shit ton of people on there, but, uh, I'm so used to looking on Twitter for like companies being like, Hey, we're taking it down for this and that. But this game was uh really interesting. Um, I'll go over a little bit. I'm not going to bore you with like background shit like this is on a planet called tertium or whatever the fuck but you just did um essentially (laughs) when it comes to character creation all the four classes actually have huge differences um so for example um me and the people that i played with we all played different classes just to kind of get a feel of everything right can you double up yes you can double up you can quadruple up it doesn't matter 
uh, actually kind of does if you're trying at the harder difficulties. Um, so I ended up playing four different missions. Each mission was about 20 to 50 minutes, kind of a big variance. Yeah. That's on a like big how variant. Yeah. Um, I think a, a total in the game when it releases, it's supposed to be 14 missions or 18. I can't remember. Um, but there's supposed to be an overarching story. The company that's playing, I mean, the company that's making this game is known for constantly updating their games and releasing new shit for free, uh, for their games. And, uh, the classes, like I said, felt very different. I played what is called an ogren and an ogren is like a nine foot tall ab human or abnormal human. And they're really dumb. And, uh, what's nice is when you make a character, you get to choose like a background and all this other stuff. And uh, the voice lines from like Vermintide and stuff like that are really actually in the game, which is really nice. Because for those who don't play Vermintide, all the characters interacted with each other in combat and out of combat. And it kind of, kind of keeps the game like alive, you know, in Left 4 Dead where everybody's like, don't shoot me, coach, or like shit like that. Like it was always uh, like there's banter. Uh, Darktide does that just as perfectly as Vermintide, if not better. Uh, because when you make your character, there's a bunch of selections that you make. That uh, you're like, what the, does this actually do anything, or is it just like bullshit? Uh, for example, if you choose a home world, uh, I chose a home world called Cadia. What ends up happening is that the available skin tones you can choose are different. Mm. And then, like, oh, why are you a uh, why are you a felon, right? And you can choose, uh, you know, I'm a murderer, or I was a uh, in the Warhammer universe, I was out of faith. Like I was, I was worshiping the wrong faith. So I was made a prisoner in this game. You are part of a prison, uh, like corporation or organization. And you're doing these suicide missions that you're definitely not supposed to survive. Um, but what's nice is those background, those background choices actually change different things in the game. And you, no one really figured it out until like the third day or today, of the beta. So for example, because I chose um, following the wrong religion or whatever, my character was saying things that were going with the other religion, but he was adjusting them to the, the religion of the Imperium man. And uh, we all got a kick out of that. And so the game is really smooth. Um, it's really functionally great. There was only eight range weapons and eight melee weapons. Um, every character has their use. Every character has their negative. So, for example, the Ogren, when you're in combat, the more enemies you're surrounded by, you regenerate shields. But the thing is, you're such a big fucking character, you get in your team's way all the time. Mm. Like, I was constantly getting yelled at, get out of the way. I'm going to shoot you. Like, all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm huge. I just can't move out of the way. Like, we're in a hallway. Like, what do you want me to do? My character is supposed to be in the front. Just shoot whatever comes behind me. Is this just and, like real life, dude? I, I When I met you, you're so big. Like, Yeah, and really, I, I'm as dumb. So, <laughs> I'm as dumb as an ogre. And for those who don't know, they have an in, intellectual capability of a seven-year-old. Um, and hey, so, Nick, what, yeah. are, what are the other archetypes? So you have your tank. That's what you were. So you playing. have your, so there's two tanks. There's an off tank and that's an acolyte. They're a religious fanatic that uses like faith as a shield, like a brawler, like a brawler. Yeah. They, they do a lot of damage with their melee weapons. The, the, uh, Ogren is the one that really does soak up damage. Cause you just take a flat 20% less damage than everyone else. Mm. And you have 300 health while other people have a hundred or 200. Mm. Um, 
There's also the Psyker, who's really, really, really single target focused. Um, but the thing is, they've already explained that these are not the only classes that will exist for these races of people. Um, so like the Psyker, uh, the, the class that was available is really single target damage, but apparently on a release, it's going to have a really AOE focused. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the combat veteran who's a veteran of war. That's really used to like actual like weapons and machine guns and things like that. Their job is more of a universal job. And uh, yeah, Psyker veteran acolyte, and uh and ogren yeah so those are the four cool and then uh, probably... there's a leveling up system there's a weapon system where you can buy shit there's talents there's all this kind of thing there's subclasses it's awesome it looks good dude i haven't been uh this excited about a warhammer game for a while so i, I think it's, it's free on game pass too it's free it's all i'm gonna say it's free on game pass oh shit um, day one day one there they've already announced that the game is coming on game pass day one um, it's 40 bucks on steam. You do get pre-order bonuses and a bunch of other ship shit. Um, but there's no like, Oh, the other thing is that you can't play with Microsoft people. If you're on steam and you can't pay with steam people if you're on Microsoft. So which one are you um, going to do? You know that we're all going to play the fucking. Free one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going to probably return my, my super premium chungo copy, uh, on steam to play on game pass with everybody. Cause it's just, it's not fair to expect everybody to pay 40 bucks to be able to play with people. Um, my well, buddy who played this... shared the player base with Xbox players as well. Yes. So that, that is one thing that they did say is that the, the PC players will share, share a player base with the, with the Xbox players. All 142 of them. That are yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say about this game, cause I've been talking about it for literally like 12 minutes straight is that, uh, the boss fights and the Felt mission like objectives are very difficult. Um, we were playing on like, so there's five levels of difficulty. We were playing on two and three. Um, we struggled a lot. Uh, we didn't like full party wipe, but we had to take things slow. So, Bobby, that's two reasons now for Game Pass for you. Mm-hmm. They're piling up. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking, I'm down, dude. When's I'm the in. release date? Um, it's November, I believe, 17th. Okay. I find this uh, this world so much more interesting. November 30th. Than, uh, Sorry, I, I misspoke. But go on. Then, then the old one, um, you know, the Vermintide. I, yeah. I find the the sci-fi much more uh, attractive. Yeah, and um, what's different is that the Vermintide had set characters that you had to play with, like skins and stuff. This you completely make your own character, gender, uh, tattoos, face, look, background story, all that kind of stuff, height, weight. You 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 create it all. It's a lot so. more work for them too to do it that way. But good on yeah. them. Yeah, a lot of people waited for this. All right, uh, so back, I had three more games from uh, Gun Jam that I didn't talk about. Uh, I mean, sorry, from Next Fest that I didn't talk about, one of them being Gun Jam. Uh, Gun Jam is a rhythm FPS. We've seen I don't, two of them now. Uh, there's Metal Hellsinger and there's uh, BPM, Bullets Per Minute. And uh, this is uh, like a... A futuristic neon uh, look at it. The other two happen to be more, I don't know, like medieval, kind of like going for the metal thing. And this is going more for the like techno uh, sound. Uh, the music was great. Uh, I I had a hard time with it when I first started because the it feels a little bit on rails. Uh, what I mean by that is like the gun will naturally go towards the next enemy because it wants to keep the whole thing going. 
um, it doesn't, if you're wandering around, you're going to be missing the beats and you're going to fuck up the song. So it's trying hard to keep you on. And I ain't like that at all. I ain't like being guided on which way I was going to go. Um, and there's, t- it, there's a mini time trial thing going on too. So if you don't hit your beats, like the, the game is in sections, like, I don't know, 30 second sections. So you have to get to the next part. Otherwise you'll fuck up the whole, the whole thing of the game. So if you don't make it to the finish line, that's, that's the end of the game. You you have to start over. So not only do you have to kill things on beat, not only is it aiming for you, you have to get to the finish line by the allotted time or you die as well. So you got to just keep it moving. Um, It took a little while. It took probably my fourth or fifth try before I was like, I'm really starting to enjoy this. Um, Instead of taking, uh, I, I, it feels like, I don't know, but it feels like the songs were made for this game because the beats work exactly with the stuff. A lot of times they try to pigeonhole um, songs into, into the game. And you know, you're just like roughly following the beat. These are definitely like it's going exactly with the beat. So, uh, Oh, and, different rhythm sections are different guns so uh if you'll stop on the video somewhere uh of it going chris you'll see uh different colors there's yellow then red yellow 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 that's all one gun and then when the other rhythm comes up uh, it'll be like a double beat like that 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 that'll be a different gun so there'll be times where it goes from this to that and then back to another and you'll like four different beats will be four different guns, but you're not do, like, you don't have to switch. It does it automatically, but it makes you feel more of a badass when like you're just switching guns, killing, killing, turn. It's really cool. It has a really good feeling to it. Uh, I didn't like it at first, but I warmed up to it after a few minutes. Um, I feel also, like this, go ahead. I was about to say, I feel like this game, like is like one of those rhythm shooters, like the heavy metal game. Right. Yeah. But it's with training wheels. It's like, let's, Let's take you on to Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> there's a the little guns bit for you. There's a little you bit of that. Just gotta dude. shoot when the dot hits the circle. Okay. <laughs> the there was difficulty, but it was a different kind of. So, like in Metal Hellsinger and uh, BPM, you have to actually aim, and that's what makes it hard. In this game, you just have to like keep it moving. It, you have it's hard to get through the maze like structure to get to the end in time. It doesn't matter at all if you kill it. I mean, in the little bit that I played, like I just started passing people up. I wasn't even killing them, which affects your score, but it's more about getting to the end than it is um but yeah, there I would say equally if not more uh difficult than those games. It's a different kind of difficulty. That's all. It's not about the the kills, it's more about staying alive. Um, so what else do I have? I have hell is others. What a fucking trippy game. This is, this might be my, uh, the, the crown might go to hell is others for the next fest, um, demos. It is so strange. And I'll tell you this. I, uh, I played it for a few minutes and I was like, uh, I don't know if this is for me. And I just quit. And then after I quit, I was watching the live stream and the live stream was a completely different view than what I had been playing. Um, what I had been playing was this, this 2D art, um, kind of like noir thing going on. And you kind of feel, get the sense that you're some sort of like private eye situation. But then there's an anthropomorphic 
uh, creatures and there's like very, very strange dialogue and very surreal. The whole thing's very weird. And, um, you eventually get missions where you have to go downstairs and everybody's warning you, like, you don't want to go into the city. Like you want to stay in the hotel. Uh, like, why would you want to go down there? And you're like, and you're very like, I know what it's like out there. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Then you go down there and you play this top down. It almost looks like, um, hotline Miami. The whole thing has a hotline Miami, uh, feel to it. Just not only because of the combat, but also the, well, the view, uh, but also the surrealness, the weirdness. And uh, turns out this game is nothing like what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like a story-driven, just strange uh, game, like a Alice in Wonderland type thing. And then I end up playing, it's a Tarkov game. It's a play for, for keeps game. Yeah. So you go down in the, you go down an elevator and you have a quest to pick up a paperclip, a fucking a lighter, a hammer and a screwdriver. Um, and there are other people online down there looking for different things and you go up to like dressers and drawers and lockers and stuff and you open them up and you make noise while you're doing this and there's other people doing the same thing and it behooves them to kill you to get, take your shit and it's good for you to kill them as well. And then, uh, out of nowhere, randomly, the elevator will land. So you have 12 minutes to be out there and makes a big noise. So that's the extraction. So everybody runs to the extraction and you only keep what you get away with. And so there, you know, there's always a battleground at the exit. Well, whoever survived at the exit, you don't know how many other players are. It's very Tarkov. You don't know how many other players there are. There's uh bogeys out there. There's uh NPCs, but as far as I could tell you, you're it, there's no, I think in Tarkov, it's a little hard to distinguish NPC from player. They're all human, right? This, they're, they're actually monsters. So it's easy to distinguish that. Um, but it turns out like you guys saw when he was going down the elevator for a second, you could see that your own character is a monster too. So I don't know. It's strange. It's weird. It's exciting. Um, we'll see what happens with it, but um, it's in, it's in a really good place right now. Yeah. So, this looks really fucking cool, man. It is really fucking um, cool, dude. Bullets it, I wonder wrong. what the price... Does it say what the price point's going to be? I can't imagine it's going to be that expensive. 25 30 bucks is my guess. I, I'm guessing 15 or 20 man. Yeah, we'll see. But what's... Uh, you know what's interesting is that they actually came out with a genre for Tarkov now and all the other games like Marauders. Yeah, like a name this. for it. So... A lot of people are calling them uh, raid-based shooters. They're no longer called that. Like, officially, like, they have their own little genre now. It's now known as extraction shooters. Okay. So, games that you need to extract from the game to be able to collect what you've collected yeah. in the game. I like my Play for Keeps. I, I'm going to stick with Play that. for Keeps is a great... I love that one, dude. Yeah. I, I I've tell said you that Play one. for Keeps in meetings. Well, like, not even aware. And people are looking at me. I'm like, uh, yeah. Play, yeah. Play, <laughs> everyone, everyone knows that one. Don't you know Emilio? He says Play for Keeps all the time. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what it's known by now. Well, how do you not know? I would have had more highlights, actually. I paid two uh, Vampire Survival games. Yeah. I mean, that's another coin that I'm going to go with. Uh, but I'll save those for next week. Uh, what else you got, Nick? That's all I got. I, oh, um, oh, that's Amanda. Okay, my bad. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's Amanda. I'm, let me talk for next. There are twenty minutes, guys. No problem. Uh, the thing I played the most this week was Little Nightmares Two. Um, 
it was on sale for ten, like nine fifty or something like that. And um, I loved the first one. I beat it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is a good game for." I was inspired by you, Nick. Uh, how you and um, Leslie passed the controller back and forth, you know, taking turns, which really is like its own real special way of co-op. You know, it's in some ways it is better than uh, you each having a controller because then you're you're it, it's all about how well the developer made it an actual co-op game did they just throw a second character in there and didn't change the mechanic there's like a whole list of things that can go wrong when you when you just add a second player unless it's built for two players from the ground up like it takes two which is rare right yeah so, that, um, well that's why it's so good yeah, right exactly. that's why it won so many awards is that it was made for two players absolutely and if you do play it it fixes your relationship <laughs> um, and uh so uh where was i oh yeah so playing it this way you're getting the original um view or vision for the game but you're doing it together you know it, it was cool and sam was watching the whole time because it, it draws you in, man. It's a, it's a great little game. It's close to, uh, if you've never played um, Little Nightmares 2, I guess the closest game would be like Limbo or Inside. Uh, that would be close. You know, great graphics, 2D uh, action platformer. Not not a whole lot. Of, it, it's mostly puzzles. Not a whole lot of combat. There is a little bit in there. Uh, just supreme creepiness and strength making you feel like you shouldn't be where you are but you have to you have to keep playing you know you got to get through the thing uh we had a great time going through it it wasn't so difficult that she couldn't do the like jumping there wasn't really jumping puzzles it was more like we were working on the physical puzzles together you know and um having a great time with it man just it's a great game it's overwhelmingly positive it for 10 bucks and for halloween this is like a no-brainer. So totally pick you have up. to play remote passing mode, right? There is no, there is no actual. Yeah, co-op, there is right? no co-op. Although uh, the little nightmares too, uh, you do have like a little guy that follows you around. And uh, oh, okay. Because I was about to say, there's like another homie on yeah, the screen. Yeah, there's like another coming. homie. Um, and it's built for two uh, two players in that way. But uh, no, another person cannot control that. Damn. That oh, I don't think. Right now. I mean, I ain't. Really, I mean, it wasn't obvious if if there was. Oh my god, that fucking teacher is the creepiest thing ever, dude. Uh, see if you maybe you can find it, dude. Uh, uh, Little Nightmares Two, teacher, um, long neck, vent. It, it was Sam was like, you get, you need to turn this off. This is too much for the children at that point. And this I was, is too much for the children. Yeah, dude. It was. Oh my god! It was As so they crazy. see you rip heads off of gods and god of war, <laughs> this is too much for the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really creepy scene. I cannot recommend this enough. It's so good. It's so good. Perfect for Halloween. Not so scary that a little pussy like me cannot play it. But uh, yeah, maybe the, that is not it. Anyway, all right, we tried. All right, uh, Despot's game. That's the other game that was on. Uh, oh, right here. This might be it. Right here. Nope. It's not. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, this box gave me the game pass. Uh, I played it just because it was like had good reviews. It was like eight out of ten on on Steam, and it was free on Game Pass. So like, why not? Um, it has like a Running Man 
uh, type vibe to it. You don't play as a single player though. You play as like a bunch of naked humans. Um, you have a little team of humans and you equip them with just one thing. So if you give them a gun, there'll be a range character. If you give them a shield, there'll be a tank, blah, blah, oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, you, you do not control the combat. Um, you just control what people are equipped with beforehand and their formation. And then you go up against, uh, enemies and, you know, whoever has the best numbers win, but there's uh, a lot of things that go into that. Um, the more humans you have, the more you have to feed every time you move into another room, each one of those humans eats one piece of food. So, um, having a bigger band is going to be more expensive, but that's okay because you can chop people up and make hamburgers out of them and feed the other ones with guys that are like low on health or you just want to get rid of. And then on top of all of this, there are synergies, a lot of synergies. So if you have three shield guys, um, they will kind of like amp each other up and be like, They'll, they'll like have a little chant and they get a buff, like they get a defense buff and they'll move together as long as there's three of them. So uh, depending on how you build your guys or three healers, but they can't have the same healing type uh, like shield. So one guy, you give him a refrigerator for a shield. The other guy, you give him a spike shield. And the other guy, you give him like a, a car door. But if you had two guys with a refrigerator, it wouldn't work. The synergy wouldn't be there. So you have to constantly be managing your equipment, but it's not overbearing at all. It's like very drag and drop, and you just go to the next room. Uh, it's very fun. It's fast-paced. Um, you There's a risk-reward thing with it when you're uh, exploring the dungeons because, like, there's quests within each dungeon. One NPC might tell you to go do some other thing. But if you have to go and feed these people to run all the way up there, you're going to go through all your food stores to finish this quest. Is it really worth it? So you have to like think about it. Plus you're in a maze. You don't know which way to go most of the time. And then um, you fight the boss and you might lose all your guys. But as long as you have money, you can just buy more humans and keep it going. Uh, it was fun. I had a good time, especially for fun. I mean, for free, it's definitely worth the uh, download. Um, next up I have capes, uh, also from next fest. I said, I was re like really excited about this cause it's a tactical turn-based game that has, um, uh, superheroes in it. I, um, did we talk about this last week? I, I did. I, I said that I was going to play that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to go deeper into it this week. Yeah. Uh, for those I, who don't know, the reason why Emilio is talking for about 30 minutes is that he played a <laughs> bunch of demos and, uh, all these are bangers so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll end on a shitty note. I'm I'm not saying it's a bad game or anything like that. Uh, it's just maybe I, my expectations were so high because it's been so long since there's been a superhero um, tactics game. Um, but it, it's not bad by any means. Um, it just seems a little, you know, it's a, like a double A game. I would say mm. um, the the things that set it apart are the synergies. So if you're within a few blocks of a certain other uh, super, you'll be able to synergize with them every, every turn if you want. So uh, things like 
there's like a really strong guy and then there's like an elemental guy. So the, the strong guy will summon rocks for the strong guy and then the strong guy will throw the rocks and uh, do extra damage if they're within a certain amount. Or the teleporter girl will um, teleport the rogue character behind somebody and they'll get a backstab for it. Uh, very cool. Um, there's also a disarming mechanic, which is which is uh, sets it apart as well. So your characters can like kick kick the guns out of the the agent's hands or stuff like that. Um, I'm still, you know, tentatively um, looking forward to this. It, it all depends. You know, it's a demo, and their release date's 2023. So I don't know if this is 99% done. I'd be a little less excited if this is like 70% done, then I'm a little more excited, you know? So, but I don't know. I don't know how far along they are. Um, but it is not, it is not bad. It is just not like, uh, it's not sucking my dick quite yet. So, um, I think that's it. I'll leave the other thing for next week. We can go down to, I'm tired of talking. All right. Well, that's it for on the rate, or I'm sorry, for highlights. Uh, we do have a bunch of listener questions. I feel like Warconius uh, took a break from listener questions. Uh, must have been busy, but this week he's got quite a few. So we're going to get to all those. I talked to him today. He has a stomach bug. So maybe he was just like on the shit or just fucking. And then this, and then this, just <laughs> coming up with. Yeah. Before we do that, quick shout out to Captain Gummy, subscribing for 20 months. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. man. And uh, he also posted something in Discord about getting together and playing Pulsar Lost Colony. And I have been wanting to play that game without role-playing with a group for a long time. No role-playing allowed, please. Thank you. But uh, I, I love that game. And it's just, it doesn't work if you don't have a group of people. And it's just, I, I think there's five or six roles. It, it, it's really great when you just have everybody on board and you're ready to go. But... That's a, yeah, it's man. hard to get that many people together. It, it is hard. It's I was tough. trying to get together me and you this week a couple of times. It just didn't work. Yeah, the timing didn't yeah. line up, unfortunately. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get to these questions. We've got one from Scram TX. He says, I'm expecting to find myself with some time on my hands and want to take a deep dive into something. Should I get into Escape from Tarkov, Warhammer 40K, Magic, or Heroes of the Storm? It's hard for me to decide because I haven't heard enough talk about this. <laughs> I see I what you did there, and I honest. respect you, and the answer is magic, damn it. Yeah, it would be magic because it you'll be able to play that for the rest of your life. The other ones are... are uh, you can play on your phone. Pan. You can play on your computer. Yeah, you can play with your friends. You yeah. can play by yourself. Yeah. It holds its value, like... Yeah. Magic. The yeah. real answer is Pulsar Lost Colony. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Or Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know how to play, uh, just fucking download Arena and do the tutorial. It is the best tutorial. It, it does so much. It does a better job than what I could if we were sitting at a table. Yeah. Any, any drunk friend trying to explain to you how magic works it's way better yeah all right zap asks do you think there's a pc game that works in all contexts good on pc vr steam deck tv if not what kind of game would i think tetris effect is one of the few games that works everywhere that's a good fucking question that's a good game uh, in vr it was pretty cool you played a tiny bit of it right bobby mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, you know, I maybe I'll go with um, FTL because I've seen people playing that everywhere in VR. No, hey, I thought you could play it in VR. Oh, in VR, I'm sure I, I you can play know, anything. Can. On I VR. wasn't thinking of VR. I was just thinking of something that's just like Universal works on any any uh, console iPad, or screen. Yeah, um, and FTL is just something that everybody plays, or even Slay the Spire. I saw somebody playing that on the plane trip out to. Uh, Austin two weeks ago. And uh, that's another game where you can just, you can just play it anywhere. You can turn it off, turn it on, pick it back up real easy. But yeah, I don't know about VR. VR is kind of tough to work into that because I I think a good VR game is specifically designed for VR. Yeah. That's why the only one that comes up to me is, uh, is probably Demio, but Demio is contingent on, I, I don't know if it would, the screen size on the Steam Deck would be limiting there i don't know i've never booted it up on there um but yeah between pc and vr it's not only seamless but they both they're both good you know what vr's pro it's hard to say which is even better it's almost like which one you're are you in the mood for um because one requires you to be a lot more involved than the other uh, but yeah, I don't know how. And the other thing is that you need other players uh, for Demio. You can't just jump on, jump off. So yeah, Tetris Effect is a really good answer. Um, you answered your own questions, Zap, of course. I th- yeah, I think I think that Tetris is such a universal thing that being on any platform, whether it be VR, iPad, cell phone, Nokia, like whatever, it it all works. I think that's really the best answer. What I have to look this up on my own. I'm wondering where that uh, Half-Life 2 uh, VR uh, mod is at, how far along, or when it, when we're going to get it. I'm sure I'll see it somewhere. Once it, once it's you know, done. somebody's making some sort of mod for fucking Half-Life Alex to play both of them in it, you know. No, but like I'm saying, has. we talked about it, like, uh, yeah. Half-Life. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, is now it out? Is this out, uh, Chris? Yeah, it seems like it's out. Overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Is it also free? It literally came out last month, yeah. Uh, Last month from the day. day. Damn. Yeah. I got to get through Alex before I play this, but that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to try to play some Alex. I always say that. It's so weird. Like It's like I can't play VR when other people are in the room and my computer is in the kitchen which is the kitchens next to the living room just like it just feels weird to be like hey guys i'm gonna check out of this reality and go into my fake little personal selfish reality because i'm gonna have fun you guys stay here and do normal life shit i'm gonna be a superhero for a little while it's just strange to check out you know and i'm also just like basically saying to sam you're in charge of all adulting while i'm on this other planet you know what i mean it's weird it's a weird move. So I got to wait till everybody's asleep and then I can play. But I'm the first one that I have to get up at 430 every morning. So it doesn't happen. Those are my constraints. Those are my constraints. Yeah. All right. Next question from Zap. What canceled game do you wish was completed and released? The stomping thing. So I could get my $20 worth. Did you, did you put money into that, Bobby? No. Oh, neither did I. I don't think I've ever backed any game like that. Yeah, I was kind of kidding. Um, I was totally uh, kidding. Mine's the last quarter of Metal Gear Solid Five that they just completely scrapped. I thought that came out in some... No, no, no. Weird... So it came out as a comic. 
Um, oh, but it oh. apparently was so. What Hideo Kojima said is that it's nothing near what it was supposed to be. Mm. Like as far as like the game was supposed to be an extra five hours long, um, because like the the last quarter was really the crescendo, um, kind of explaining a lot of different things and like the true ending and all the like what happens to certain characters between these times and. Uh, yeah, they just completely scrapped it. And if you bought the collector's edition of the game, you could watch it, but it still wasn't what people were looking for. I know that Anthem wasn't canceled, right? But like it got canceled by the people really, uh, just, I, people, people were overcritical of that game. I feel like I, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, we could have been an anthem too here if you guys weren't didn't poo poo it into oblivion. You fuckers! I blame all of you, bro. I blame you all of you. Was, that shit was garbage. It was not garbage. I bought it and returned it. All right, whatever. Um, Blizzard has a lot of canceled games. And, oh man, yeah. You know they that's part of their process. Uh, they'll get deep into development into something, and then they'll they'll just. Cancel it. Like uh, Overwatch came from the ashes of this game called Titan, which was another MMO that they were working oh, on. Oh, right. Yeah. They had talked a lot about that. And um, I think they said it was like tens of millions of dollars they had invested in that. And they just scrapped it and used some of the assets for Overwatch. Um, but that would have been interesting to see a whole nother MMO by Blizzard, like basically a WoW 2, but not set in a. a uh, fantasy world. Yeah, it would be a futuristic yeah. world. And Overwatch, I would imagine the Overwatch um, would have been a faction, right? Like a uh, the good guys. I think I think that a lot of the characters would have been like faction leaders. I think that would have been a little bit different, but that's that was awesome. Uh, I'm who knows, so tired. Uh, who knows how much it well. had to do with Overwatch at that point. Um, but I, I remember them talking about a StarCraft first-person shooter as well that got... Yeah, StarCraft ghost. Ghost, <laughs> yeah. ghost. Something else. A ghost. Ghost something. No, you played as the sniper lady. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was StarCraft never came ghost. Out. I could have sworn that came out, no? No. Oh. It, there was So eventually people made a um, a custom game on the StarCraft 2 browser, but they I think they actually were forced to take it down. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, very much the assets and a bunch of other stuff for StarCraft Ghost are in StarCraft 2. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think those are just like the two examples that, that made it really far, but I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff that they've worked on. Do you remember that Star Wars game? It was like 1916 or something like that. 1313. Have the tattoo on my arm, dude. Oh, it's uh that's a tragedy. I really? Well, didn't that just become uh, Fallen Order? Uh, I wasn't aware of that, and I don't think so. Unless you're talking about they took the mechanics and made it, you know, like a completely different setting or whatever. I thought 1313 was supposed to be your customizable bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah you're an unnamed bounty okay. hunter. Uh, so yeah. there, there were two Star Wars games. Visceral. This, this one was not by Visceral, right? 1313. This one was by LucasArts, developer and publisher. Okay. So Visceral was working on um, a Star Wars game for EA. That got scrapped and eventually turned into uh, Fallen Order. But 1313. Yeah. Yeah. That, this was in that book. um, Yeah. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. Yeah. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, they they had a chapter on on this particular game. But yeah, there was a lot of hype surrounding this one. I think it was supposed to be like Boba Fett's centric, like surrounding him or just yeah, like on bounty hunters. Oh, dude, do you uh you remember from the book, right, that uh I found it fascinating because it went into like how George Lucas produced like spin-off Star Wars media and like how he would like come in and be like change everything. And everyone was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that. But because the original idea was that it was an unnamed bounty hunter, but then George Lucas showed up and said, uh, make this about Boba Fett. And everyone in the game, like development was like, that's all. We might as well just start making another game because we've already spent. (laughs) You already have developed a story. You know, we have all these characters. We have all this voiceover, all these mechanics like like that has nothing to do with Boba Fett. So I found that fascinating that Mm -hmm. I'm. I remember people or a rumor saying about 1313 was that like it was supposed to be Star Wars Fallout. Like that was the idea was that you are a nameless bounty hunter, but you really have the freedom of an open world game. But oh, that was just fucking rumors that I heard back in the day. Hmm. A lot of rumors. All right. Yeah. Let's get to Warconius's questions. He's got quite a few of them here. What or does ABBA have their songs in Swedish? I have no idea. Uh, I don't think all of them, but I know they have some. Do they? Yeah. I've never I've never heard one of their Swedish songs. They're bang though. Fucking ABBA's one of the all time greatest bands of all time. Like worldwide. I'm sure they're probably just worldwide. Dude. Crazy. They just came out with a greatest hit album like three years ago. It had like forty songs on it. And yeah. Leslie knows all of them. <laughs> yeah, it was called like the Gold Box or the Gold Collection or something like that. So. Hmm. Uh, next question from Warconius. Tell me your formula for peace in Ukraine and what would you order for the subsequent dinner party? <laughs> Were you uh, high when you wrote all this? Uh, do you want my professional answer? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Ukraine should give up. Uh, like The people that want to go to Russia, they should go to Russia. Like Just cut off the sliver that wants to be over there and um, Ukraine should give them up and then Try some compromise. We need compromise here, guys. That's what. That's what. I think really those people about. should move to Russia, but the original borders of the country should be ref- like reformed back to like the year two thousand. Yeah, because they were literally taken by military force. But as far as what's probably going to happen, we're going to have a long drawn out war until someone does something crazy, and then Putin's going to die of cancer, and then some crazier person's going to take his spot. What about the dinner party? I'm thinking. Oh, the dinner party. I'm thinking yeah. chicken, chicken Kiev. Chicken Kiev. Sausage rolls. Can't go wrong with it. Loved by both sides Me- of the border, probably. Mexican food. Mexican food. <laughs> you know what I eat every day. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Uh, I'll have the beefaroni. Next question. Warconius <laughs> yeah. asks, have you ever had a gaming-related injury? Did you have to go see the doctor? Uh, including Chicken. From last, uh, from, from DLG Con, when I had a 300 pound man on my shoulders, uh, I had a nagging injury for about four days on that one. But uh, I don't know if that game, if that con- con- constitutes as gaming. I Are think we talking most... about like gaming injuries in the sense of like something that affects yeah. you gaming? No, I no, think probably an injury while playing video games. Yeah. I mean, the closest probably is uh, strangling myself with my own uh, headset cord when I was jerking off at my computer, and they uh, stood up in excitement and fell down because I got strangled. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know if that counts as game-related. I know, but it's computer-related, dude. What about you, Bobby? Any any injuries? Not really. I I think everybody would probably say they've had times where they get a little carpal tunnel or something. Yeah, some fatigue. Yeah, I bought I, those. Uh, um, I bought those wrist supports. I'm getting old, man. I had to buy those little foam little wrist mm-hmm. supports, right? And it totally works. It completely yeah. took away my fatigue from um, having to hold my own dainty hands up. I feel like such a bitch, dude. I had to buy foam for my wrists. Gosh. I don't have a problem with my keyboard. It's really my... Um, mouse. Mouse. Yeah, the mouse. But for me, it's it's really difficult because I'm on the computer all day at work. Then I come home, I play video games, and I play some piano. Like Everything I do is just very intense on my fingers. But I actually don't have much of a problem anymore. It's just sometimes with the mouse. Uh, Bobby uses something called the claw grip, I guess. Oh, yeah. Razor Does he do this? this whole thing. Yeah. I guess so. Ew. Because yeah. I, I like using like a small mouse, and uh, uh, I feel like I can be a lot more precise precise when I grip it a specific <laughs> way. Well, it kind of makes sense, right? Because uh, there's more, you have more oh, control Jesus. with your fingers than you do mm-hmm. your arm. You guys just put your big sweaty palm all over that mouse? Yeah, but it's so much more comfortable. Dude. I don't understand I how that works. Like how you I, I, had a, I had a weird thing where I looked at this picture and I was like, ugh, that's weird. And then I looked down at my hand and I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. God damn. Yeah, this seems so strange, man. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, recycled the same finger grip. I don't know which one is the finger grip. Is that the, the standard like rest your palm? Oh, there we go. Yeah, I do the finger grip for sure. Oh, no, palm dude, grip. I do the palm grip. I, I got the fucking grip. whole like bear grip. Holy yeah. shit! That's because you guys got fall. big mitts, though. You, like, where are you going to put your hand? It's so fucking big, dude. Yeah, it's hard to hold up. It's a lot of weight to hold up. All right, all right. Next question: uh, Rate these trios in order. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ring of power, thumbs up or down? Up, way up. Up, especially up. towards the end. It gets so much better. It's a slow burn. It's like how are you gonna? It's a huge, huge story. It can't just bang right out of the gate, you know. Um, it, every episode, it just builds up. I won't say the episodes are better. It's just that you're more invested. You know who everybody is. You're, you know, you're getting it. It just gets better and better and better. I think. I'm way into it right now. All right, Nick. I give it a thumbs up. As yeah. as you said, thumbs up. I was like thumbs up, like a weirdo. It's right. it's banger. I got three episodes left. Yeah, me too. Adriel should join the uh, Middle Earth swim team. I think she'd be great. She uh, we, she fucking wanna, nails it. I was talking about Sam. She they the casting on her. Just keep watching, guys. She fucking gets you know, better and better. As a lore thing, okay. And if you haven't seen episode two, I don't care. <laughs> but for those who don't know, the importance of her not going to like Elf Mecca is that she no longer is able to live forever. Yeah, she just going to say that shit. It's a huge decision, and they don't go over that in the show. Hmm. Hmm. All right, final question from Morconius. Rate these trios in order of coolness. Big Boss, Revolver, Shalashaska, Ocelot, and Kazuhira Miller? Mm-hmm. No idea who yeah, that is. Right. Okay. Uh, Brothers Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. 
uh, Jack, Janet, and Chrissy from Three's Company, Luke, Leia, and Han Solo, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, Amelia, you go first. Uh, I got my lineup. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Luke, Leia, and Han. I mean, the love triangle, the the not knowing their siblings, their um, trials and tribulations. They had it all. It's all in there. No, I, think, I think he's saying of all these trios that exist in this list, rank them in order from coolest to least coolest. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got mine. It's uh, the Brothers Gib, because they made so many people happy. We got the Metal Gear Solid characters, which is the first three. We got uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, uh, Leah, Han, and Solo, and then Three's Company. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'll go with the BGs, too. Is that who they are? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what the Brothers Gib. That's what BG stands for. Yeah, man, I was actually a big Bee Gees fan. Um, my dad used to listen to them, so I got exposed to that music at a very young age. And a lot of people just attribute them to, like, disco. You know, they just think disco. They but weren't they just disco? No, no. They started making music long before that, and they were more akin to, like, I don't know, the Australian Beatles, I guess. But, Are they uh, all high-pitched, like, all their singing? Or is it no, just it's, just, it's just the main brother that does that. Yeah. Uh, God, dude, that Saturday Night Live skit was so funny with uh, uh, who's the kid from NSYNC. Well, he's a grown man now. Um, Justin Timberlake? It was the Barry Gibb talk show. Yeah, with Justin Timberlake Justin and, and uh, uh, Fallon, um, Jimmy Fallon. They had this skit called the Barry Gibb talk show, and they would just speak in these really high-pitched voices. That was great. Um, yeah, I never really watched Three's Company, although uh, watched a lot of Step by Step with Suzanne Summers, and I have no idea who that first. Wh- what is that revolver? Shalashaska Ocelot. That's from Metal Gear Solid. Okay. So you have Big Boss, Shal- okay. uh, Ocelot, and then Miller. They're like the three founding members of the super organization. God, when you don't know, like when you're not familiar with the lore, the context of something. Things sound so stupid. <laughs> oh, dude. There's one that's worse in Metal Gear Solid. So there's Shalashaska, and then there's the Pele Lele Lu, which mm-hmm. is so yeah. fucking stupid sounding. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys playing next week? Uh, probably um, some sort of scary game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Christian, are we getting those demos next week or um, of that thing you posted about in the in the crew chat, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Bring uh, it uh, uh, I don't know if it'll be demos, but it should be uh, full keys. Oh, and, full keys. Okay. Uh, yeah, they should be in next week. Okay, because I, I would you? love to check that game out. Um, okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna. What, can, can we say the name of the game, or is that some? Yeah, no, okay. no, yeah, the case of the golden idol. Yeah, the case for sure. of the golden yeah. idol. Yeah. Can we, you get us like some sort of partnership with the Manor Lords guy? <laughs> Please? No, dude, I don't think so. Nick, Nick wants to live on. under his desk. He's on <laughs> another on. level. He's on another level. Uh, <laughs> look, give me the... Um, yeah, I'm going to try to go down this list again. All right, we had on the radar, we had Triangle Strategy. I don't even remember what that was. Um, Octopath Traveler game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Manor Lords, Mind Your Manor. Um, Outlast Trials, a multiplayer Outlast. Uh, Lego on highlights, we had Lego Brick Tales. Uh, it's everything you wanted it to be. 
Killing Floor 2. Uh, Bobby will not let this game die. Uh, Warhammer 40K Dark Tide looks like it's going to be everything we want it to be. Gun Jam. Um, play it if you like techno. Why, now I'm looking. You're fucking me up, Chris. What are you doing? Oh, I lost sorry, my list, dude. dude. What? You're just <laughs> looking at pictures Keep of yourself going. and You're smiling. You're looking at pictures of yourself and smiling. I, I thought you were looking at the list on your end. No, the, man. The, okay. No. Okay. So, okay. I would be doing that if I was smart. Um, Hell is Other. That's my uh, pick for Next Fest. Uh, Despot's game, definitely worth the download on uh, Game Pass. Little Nightmares 2. This is the October game dlg pick of the month and capes hopefully they do something but i don't know what they need and uh speaking for bobby nick chris and myself mind your banners titties bye they did a better job that time not as funny though. It was pretty. It was, it was funnier when I fucked it up more. <laughs> yeah, because it sounded like an orc gargling marbles. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>